Yo, yo, what up, what up? This is Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. And in this episode, I'm going to answer questions. My inbox, whether it's on YouTube, my email, my Twitter account has been flooded with questions. Once a month, I like to answer some of the questions because some of them are pretty good. And so I actually like answering questions as opposed to always asking questions. So stay tuned. All right, once again, it's Rafael Barlow. It is a Monday, the first Monday of May. Shout out to each and every person that has made the NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. And in this case, it's probably your first listen of the month. So once again, shout out to each and every person that has woke up in in the morning and started the day with the NBA Big Board podcast. So far, the podcast has been a, a success so thank you for everybody that, that stuck with the transition when we switched over from Chad Ford to myself. All right, and this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, I'm Rafael Barlow. I'm reporting to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. And no, I'm not here for the Warriors and the Grizzlies playoff series. I'm actually here getting some video content for some guys that are preparing for the draft i'm excited about it i'm actually living the dream and today if all goes well i mean there's always a chance for for things to change in in this industry but if all goes well this would be a day that 15 year old rafael would be so giddy about i mean i have an opportunity to meet a few players that i really looked up to when i was a kid and they'll, they'll be here in memphis doing some pre-draft workouts for actually working out some of the players that are preparing for the draft. So I'm looking forward to it. Really excited about it. Last week I was in New Jersey. I went to spend a couple of days with the players that are working out or that are signed with AMR agency, which is Aaron Riley's agency, Jake LaRavia, Kevin McCullough Jr. So if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen the content. But today I did like a mini documentary where I filmed their workouts. I interviewed the players, their agent. I'm proud of this this little video series that I did. I have a background as a videographer, so I love to be creative, and this was an opportunity for me to be creative. So check it out. It's on NBABigBoard.com. It is free today. I decided to uh, take it off the paywall so everyone can can check it out, and hopefully you like it. And then you will subscribe. I've lowered the price since I've taken over for Chad. It was $70 for the year. It is now $50 for the year or $7 a month. So it makes more sense financially to to pay for the year. But again, I'm just thankful for this opportunity. I know I probably mentioned every single episode, but I'm really thankful for this opportunity to talk draft and to be creative and, and not necessarily have anyone over me in a sense like I have total freedom on how I want to work the site and and just the content that that I create and so I wanted to do something a little bit different you know I mean this is a competitive field and I'm a competitive person and I wanted to do something outside of just mock drafts and big boards and small articles or even long articles I wanted to create content I'm a visual person and so the plan is for me to go across the country and meet up with different agents and players and just kind of get their story 
and let the players talk about you know how they feel their draft process is going whether they're under the radar or or if they have something that they weren't able to showcase in college because they were fitting into a system so look forward to more hopefully like i said i'll have some content coming to you from my trip here in memphis if all goes well i could it could be up to like six different players on top of former players and then um, I, I plan on being in chicago at the combine I plan on being in L.A. at some of the pro days. So I'm looking forward to it. Man, I'm just excited. I'm excited. If you can hear it in my voice, I'm just excited about these opportunities. Like, I'm I'm, I'm really living out, like, this this dream that I that I, I started. Like, you know, I think I started this website, like, 2016. And so I'm just thankful, like, for the four years that I was just kind of grinding unknown. And then in the last year or so or two years uh, when I really started my podcast. But in the last two years, everything is, is starting to come together. And so, you know, now that I have this opportunity, I got to put my foot on the gas. I can't I can't slow down. I got to go even harder. So, again, check it out, NBA Big Board. I did a day in the life with the AMR agency, which features Jake LaRavia and Kevin McCullough Jr. as they trained in Tom's River, New Jersey. Not the sexiest spot. But it's a spot where, I mean, you can just focus straight on basketball. So, again, check it out, NBABigBoard.com, and also subscribe. Please subscribe. All right, so let's get into some of the questions that I have been, I mean, that, that have been asked to me over the last few weeks. And I actually, when I say I love the, the Q&As of the mailbag episodes, trust me, they're, they're fun. All right, so actually, the first question is, I saw you got a good look on Jake LaRavia. Where do you think he'll be selected? So on my last mock, I had LaRavia as a second round pick. I had him going early in the second round. I will have him as a first rounder on my next mock, not because I spent time with him, because I was wrong about his age. I thought he was 22, but he is a 20-year-old junior. So he has three years of college experience, and he's probably just a year older than some of the more highly touted freshmen. So you know, years makes a big difference. So for him to only be 20 and with three years of experience, I mean, I, I think that bumps him up into a, a first-round pick. When I saw him work out, he shot the ball extremely well, which, you know, he shot 38% from three this season. But he shot the ball extremely well and, and showed some flashes of offensive creativity. Of course, there was nobody defending him. But, I mean, I, I was impressed with what I saw. Now, he may not be able to take those same type of shots he was working on in the NBA, but I was just more impressed with the way he was able to execute them and, and the shooting touch. I mean, the, the touch is effortless. So um, I, I have Jake LaRavia as a first-round pick on my next mock, which I haven't updated yet. I'll probably get it done within the next week or so, but I, I he should – I mean, I, I'll have him in the 20s. I, I'll put it like that. All right, next question. Have you heard the rumors – about Patrick Baldwin Jr. transferring to North Carolina. You know what? I actually saw something on Twitter, but I did not take too much of a deep dive into it. I don't know how reliable the, the source was, but I, I think it would be a good fit for him. Uh, but some people still have him as a first-round pick. Like, I saw, like, a collective mock, and people still had him as a first-round pick. I know he signed with Priority Sports. I just don't see it. Like, I, I mean, like, 
and I, and I've, I don't want to go into this long rant about it before, but I mean, if it's just hard for me to imagine someone being a first round pick when they did not dominate a mid major conference. And, you know, if he's a first round pick, it's just based on the sexiness of his potential, not his actual production. And it's based off of the reputation that he had coming into from high school, because I feel like if we did not know him as Patrick Baldwin Jr., this highly touted freshman, and he was John Doe from from Jackson, Mississippi, and he had the same exact numbers, I very, very highly doubt if anyone would be placing him as a first-rounder, which to me just kind of shows that some people are just following the crowd. I mean, some people are just not necessarily going by what they see. They're just going by the reputation that a player has, and then they... I don't know. I mean, I I, I I go by the eye test. But then again, I was kind of wrong about Zaire Smith last year. So but back to the question. Yes, I have heard that he's going to North Carolina. I, I don't think that he um, goes back to school. I mean, I think that he's going to get drafted. But then again, if he's not a first-round pick, he doesn't have a first-round guarantee, that NIL money in North Carolina could, could be more than, than a two-way contract, depending on the situation. All right, I only got two questions in in this first segment, so sorry about that. I'll get more in on the next one, but I want to talk to you about Athletic Greens. So you're probably wondering, like, what is Athletic Greens? Athletic Greens is a lifestyle-friendly daily vitamins, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. While it still tastes good, it supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one of the best things, or one of the best things about Athletic Greens is that it uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iteration and third-party testing. And the Athletic Greens, it costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health. It is cheaper than your old cold brew habit. Thankfully, I don't have one of those. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. With just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that will help you start your day right. It has a special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging all of the above to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mba network again athleticgreens.com slash mba network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right summer is almost coming well if you live in the south like you live in texas summer is here i was in new york last week and it was still early spring i had to wear a coat but summer is coming and with summer you're going to need some food for the go and built bars are the perfect snack to take on your family vacations you can throw them in your bags you can put them in your kids backpacks make sure everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures and the best part about built bars they're healthy and delicious. There's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With a built bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All built bars and the puffs are covered with 100% real 
chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy it because they don't taste like nothing, like most healthy bars. But have you tried the puffs? People are going crazy over the puffs. They come in flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. And who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? I know. I do. And the cool thing is is they're only 140 calories. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the Built Bar Mix Box. And the Mix Box comes with 12 flavors and bars. It comes with 12 flavors, including the bars and the puffs. And Built Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone. And you know what my favorite flavor is? The white chocolate cookies and cream. And most Built Bars are 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Now, if you compare that with a candy bar, which is around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs, it's a no-brainer. So go to Built.com, get all your favorites from banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com, and if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. So use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, thanks again for making this NBA Big Board podcast a success for making it your first listen of the day. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It gives you nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from my local experts. It is free. And it is available wherever you get your podcasts. And it's also on YouTube. All right. Back to the mailbag. Back to the questions. I only got two in the first segment. And I had so many that that I had highlighted and saved in my phone. So here, here's a good one. It's kind of a controversial one. And I, I do my best to keep this answer short. What are your thoughts on Isaiah Wong and the NIL situation? All right, so for those that don't know, Isaiah Wong is a player at the University of Miami. He is in the draft, and um, hopefully I'm getting this story correctly. He had an NIL deal, and his agent came out and said that if he doesn't get basically a raise in his NIL deal, he will enter the transfer portal. Now, I, I knew this NIL situation was, I thought it was a good idea for the players. And I knew it was going to get wild. But I did not know within the first year it turns into like free agency where guys are demanding a raise and demanding to to transfer. It's, it's going to get crazy. I mean, it is going to get really crazy. I mean, I think it's between the NIL and the transfer portal is already impacted like high school recruits, especially if you're outside of the top 150. And I mean, the kids are going to the highest bidder. It is, it is literally NBA free agency without a salary cap. So um, as far as the situation, again, I don't know exactly how true it was, but I mean, personally, I don't, I don't like it. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I get it from the aspect of an agent. You're trying to get your, your client more money, but to demand, like publicly demand to transfer because you were unhappy with your deal because another player got a a better NIL deal. I mean, I've heard it's related to Nigel Pack, the transfer from Kansas State, getting like, like a two-year $800,000 NIL deal with a car. And Isaiah Wong felt a certain kind of way because he had been at Miami three years. Miami had a good run last year and 
for a, a new player that has not played a minute for the program to get more money than the guy that's been there for three years and played a starring role. I get all that aspect of it, but man, I mean, it's just a, it's the wild, wild west out there. So that's kind of my thoughts on, on that situation. Uh, I, I don't like it because now, I mean, I just imagine like what's going to happen now. I mean, it's, it's going to set a, a precedent for players to publicly demand a raise in their NIL deal. All right, so the next question is, is Ushman Jang really a first-rounder? You know, I, I, I think so. I mean, he had a lot of hype coming into the season, got off to a, a brutal, brutal, brutal start to his rookie year in Australia. At one point, his field goal percentages looked more like a batting average. I mean, he was shooting like 29% from the floor, like 17% from three. And, I mean, the three-point percentage didn't even look like a good batting average. But he's finished strong. He has all the physical tools you like. I mean, he's 6'10", can handle the ball, can can make plays for others. So I, I think that based off of his potential and how he finished towards the end of the year, I, I do think that he could end up being a first-round pick. All right, next question. Tell me more about Gabriel Proshida. All right, so Gabriel Proshida is an athletic three and well I mean his role in the NBA would be like a, a three and D wing but he's a very good shooter probably the the best athlete in this international draft class for 2022 but he's a good shooter very very confident not afraid to let it fly I think that he has a defined role in the NBA as a, a floor spacer a guy that's going to finish plays in transition and I've had a chance to watch him play and I saw him play in Milan, and uh, he had a good game. But he's, like I said, a very good shooter, very confident shooter. If he can add a little bit more to his game off the bounce, then then I think he has a chance to really, really be good. But right now I just see him as a, as a straight-line driver, three-point shooter, and transition finisher. All right, last question for this segment. Are you going to do a 2021 redraft? No, I'm not. <laughs> if I had time, I would, but right now I'm just kind of, I mean, I'm just swamped. I don't have enough time to come up with a redraft. Like, I'm in the process of doing five podcast episodes a week between traveling and then, um, you know, the three articles a week that I'm trying to do for NBA Big Board. And since, I'm, I mean, I'm not Chad in a sense, Chad Ford. And so I feel like with NBA Big Board, I have to go a little bit above and beyond to to uh, keep the subscribers so I'm also looking to add video to the articles that I write so with all that being said I, I don't have a time I mean five days a week podcast three articles a week on NBA Big Board with a couple of videos there and then I'm traveling trying to get the best inside NBA draft content for you so no I, I don't have the time to do a 2021 redraft I know you're probably wanting one because you want to see how right or wrong I was about last year's draft but no oh, sorry all right bet online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info you can find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head to the website today Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, last segment. All right, I've never heard of Kevin McCullough Jr. until you posted videos on him on your Twitter. Is he the? Is he a guy the Jazz should target with the 61st pick? <laughs> that's, that's 
<laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so Kevin McCullough Jr. is one of the best defensive players, arguably the best defensive wing in this draft class. Went to Texas Tech, was kind of like the quarterback of their, their, their tough physical defense. And he is in this interesting situation because he has declared for the draft, but he's also in the transfer portal. And he's like 6'7", played a little bit of point guard. I shouldn't say a little bit, but he played point guard for Texas Tech. I think defense is his calling card. I think that's the skill set that is going to get him an opportunity. And um, you look at the numbers, the numbers say that he's not a good shooter. But if you like really, really take a deep dive into the numbers, he shot like 42% on catch and shoot situations from three. So, I mean, I think there's chance for him to develop into a good shooter. So with all that being said, Utah does not have a pick. I forgot which trade they made where they don't have a pick. But they need defense, especially on the perimeter. Like if you watch that Maverick series, you just saw like they could not guard Luka, Brunson, or Dinwiddie. I mean, just straight line drives to the basket. I don't know if the guys just really can't defend or they know like we have Rudy Gobert behind us. And as long as Gobert is behind us, then there's – I mean, he's always going to alter shots. And so, I mean, I think it's a combination of both. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think Utah's going to bring back the same roster. But McCuller is someone defensively that can come in right away and, and help the Jazz. But, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I mentioned, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Utah. I mean, we'll see. But I can't imagine that team coming back next year with with donovan mitchell and rudy gobert all right where do you have josh minot on your board you know that's a good question so i had him in the 30s and then i i spoke with i won't say the role it, it'll probably give it up but i spoke with someone that was around him a lot this year and he felt like josh is michael bridges 2.0 he told me that he is 610 he thought that he just has the potential to be an all-NBA defender and his most underrated skill set, which I agree is his passing ability. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I can get an opportunity to watch him play live and, and just check out the shooting in person. But right now I have him in the 30s, but he could end up being a first-round pick, especially if he's he's Mikel Bridges 2.0. I mean, that there's a lot of value in, in a guy like Mikel Bridges. All right, next question. I'm higher on Kennedy Chandler than most. Am I missing something? No, you are not. Because I like Kennedy Chandler also. I have him right outside the lottery. I think some people are going to hold it against him that he's six foot. But he's competitive. I mean, I think he'll do better with NBA spacing. He shot a good percentage from three. You know, the free throw percentage is a little bit concerning. But I, I really like Kennedy Chandler. I think at this point he is underrated. I think people are probably paying too much attention to what he doesn't do which well in my opinion what he can't help is his size but I think with NBA spacing he is someone that can come in and attack the paint and and just kind of collapse the defense and make plays I, I I mean he could be like a Dennis Schroeder type player so I like Kennedy Chandler and I have him well I had him at 15 on my last mock not sure where I have him next but nope you're not missing anything because we are on the same page all right which Baylor freshman will have a better career Jeremy Sohan or Kendall Brown 
Uh, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but if I knew that, I would put all my money on the table <laughs> and, and, and and make their prediction. Uh, I think I'm going with Sohan right now. I was really, really high on Kendall Brown. I had him as high as number five at the beginning of the season. Maybe, you know, he gets that Scotty Barnes type battery in his back where he turns into a more aggressive player in the NBA. But, I mean, he just wasn't wasn't as assertive as I as, as I would have liked, but that actually has nothing to do with him having a better career. But I'm going with Sohan. I think Sohan is a, a guy that Sohan, I'm sorry, Sohan. I think Sohan is a, a guy that's gonna be able to play multiple positions. I think that he just brings a little bit more to the table as far as energy and and um, you know assertiveness on, on the offensive end. All right, why do you think and I, I get this question a lot. All right, so why do you think Paolo Bancaro is a better prospect than Chet Holmgren? Uh, because I feel like I can give the ball to Paolo, to Paolo Bancaro and say, go get me a bucket. I don't feel like I can give the ball to Chet and say, hey, we're down two. Go go get me a basket. Um, I don't know where Chet really gets his buckets unless someone creates it for him. If he does create his own shot, it's because he got a rebound and shot a pull-up three in transition. I think, like, no matter how well he handles the ball in the half court, I don't think it's going to really be much of an impact because he's going to have to absorb contact. And I think a straight-line drive to the rim once he gets a bump doesn't turn into a straight-line drive anymore. So, again, I just, I'm just i going with somebody that I think can go give me a bucket, and I think Van Carroll can give me a bucket. And I think Van Carroll is a point forward. So that's why I have Palo Van Carroll. Over Chet Holmgren. All right, who should the Knicks target with their pick? Oh, man. No matter what I say here, Knicks fans are going to either love it or hate it. Like, there's no in-between. I, th- I think I did a mock uh, on my last mock, and I had Ty Ty Washington going to the Knicks, and somebody made a joke saying, I guess because Tankathon had the same mock, and then it ended up turning to a, a, a joke. And I, like, got retweeted, like, 300 times it feels like dang like Knicks fans are are brutal so and I guess the the whole point of them mocking me selecting or having them select Ty Ty Washington is because they feel like they already have their point guard of the future and Emmanuel quickly they don't need a point guard so um, New York needs a little bit of everything in, in my opinion I mean except RJ I mean I think they're, they're, they're straight there I don't know what they're gonna do with Julius Randle um but yeah, I mean, who they should select? I don't know. I still think a a point guard is a position of need. All right, Tankathon. Speaking of Tankathon, has the Thunder selecting Jaden Ivey at number four and Jalen Durant at number twelve? What are your thoughts? I think that would be a good draft for the Thunder if they end up getting Durant and Ivey. I think that helps them a lot. It will be a lot of redundancy there with their guards because they have a lot of guards. I mean, from Gilgis Alexander to Trey Mann to Lou Dort to Teo Maladon. I mean, Josh Giddy handles the ball. I'm probably forgetting somebody. Like, they have a lot of guards, so adding another one is very redundant, but, I mean, they aren't good. So, I mean, they're in a position where they need to add as much talent as possible, but I think Durant could help. I think that he could immediately have an impact there because he feels a need for an interior presence, rebounding. I think Josh Giddy led the team in rebounding. And so I, I like, I, I've been praising it for a while. Duren and Josh Giddy combination, 
I think Duran would really, really thrive getting the easy buckets and dump offs and lobs and, and, and just I mean I think Giddy would just make Duran's life a whole lot easier than it was for him at Memphis. Alright, two more questions. Alright, should the Hornets draft Mark Williams or should they package picks thirteen and fifteen along with Kelly Oubre, James Booknight, and Gordon Haywood for Rudy Gobert? Ooh, that's a handful right there. That that's that's a tough one. I mean, if you feel like you are close and Rudy Gobert is a difference maker, that's still a lot to give up. I mean, you're giving up two first-round picks, two picks in the top 15, Oubre, book night, last year's first-round pick, and, of course, you, you have to throw in Gordon Hayward to make the contracts match. That would be interesting, simply because I think once you give up that much, I think the expectations for Gobert and Charlotte are going to be over i mean man through the roof does that the, i don't know where that puts charlotte i mean does that make them a top four team you're giving up a lot i mean whew, that, that's a tough one because i still don't know whether utah is going to build around gobert or donovan mitchell i mean the way it seems is like one has to go one won't be there next year but again if you're charlotte and you feel like you're close and gobert is going to put you you know as a top Fourteen, then I guess it makes sense. But again, that's a whole lot, and it's probably—I mean—it's just because Gobert makes so much money, signed for like it was like a quarter of a billion dollars or something like that. So you gotta throw in a lot of contracts. But if I'm Charlotte, no, I don't think I would do that. Simply because Book Knight is still young. Like, would love to see him with a younger, with a new coach, and thirteen through fifteen. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Sorry. All right, last question, and this is, uh, I don't know, I'll just read the question to you. Is Christian Brown the new Grayson Allen? I mean, I think that's a, a lazy comparison because it's like, oh, they're both white, and they're both athletic, and they both can shoot a little bit, so let's just compare. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel like Daryl Morey had this, this – um, philosophy a few years back where he wanted his scouts to like do um uh, i'm trying to think of the best word he wanted scouts to like make comparisons to players like if it was a white player he wanted you to not compare all white players to white players not compare all foreign players to foreign players so i, I think that's a concept that i really enjoy but I, I can see the similarities both are like i said athletic they're white they went to blue blood schools they can shoot shoot really well but maybe not enough to where you consider them like a a sniper and both have like this competitive fire and chip on their shoulder of course brown doesn't have the same reputation as grayson allen for being like this this dirty player but, but so yes i can see the comparisons i think a lot of mocks actually have christian brown going to milwaukee so that would put him on the same team as grayson allen but again i see the comparisons I don't want to call him the the new. I don't want to call Christian Brown the new Grayson Allen, but um, I, I definitely see some comparisons. But I think there's some other guys that Grayson Allen. I mean, I'm sorry, Christian Brown compares to. I think. Uh, I mean, people may think I'm crazy for this, but I saw like a stat based off of measurements and statistics. He really compared more to like Tim Hardaway Jr. than than Grayson Allen. So. But no, yep, I, I get the question. All right, well, man, that wraps it up. I really, really enjoyed this this episode i enjoy answering questions you know what i'm gonna keep my word here one of these days i'm gonna set up a zoom call 
for all the subscribers on NBA Big Board. We'll do a Zoom call. You can ask, ask me questions live, and I'll I'll just fire them off off the top of my head, and I, I'll do it live. So stay tuned for that. I'll probably do it sometime this summer. Well, once again, thank you for making the NBA Big Board podcast a success. Check out the Locked On NBA podcast. They've been covering the playoffs from the first jump ball in the playing tournament, and they will be there until the last possession of the finals. They're Locked On experts. They take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis that will be affecting all 30 teams. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. Please subscribe to NBA Big Boy. I'm going to have the best draft content around. I'm going to say it boldly. The best NBA draft content around, content around from interviews to mock drafts to big boards to scouts takes. I'm trying to cover it all. So check it out, NBABigBoard.com. Please subscribe. It is only $50 for the year or $7 a month. And today, if you're listening today, I will do my first, like many doc of my pre-draft tour where I'm going to different parts of the country and watching guys prepare for the draft. All right, once again, it's Rafael Barlow, and I am out.